Welcome to the Veterinary Business Matters Podcast, brought to you by Oculus Insights. Here we will discuss topics related to veterinary business management. From small to large animal, this podcast strives to give you the insight and tools to help you improve your veterinary business. Oculus Insights, supporting businesses where great people want to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the uh, Oculus Insights Veterinary Business Matters podcast. My name is Katie Ardeline, and I'm joined today by Sue Armstrong, who is our executive and professional coach at Oculus Insights. And we thought that we'd do things a little differently today. Obviously, uh, Mike Panel, who usually is the one who chairs these podcasts, is not with us today. Uh, so we thought we would take things on a HR and coaching tangent today and talk a little bit about how to have conversations with staff and how to prepare yourself to have conversations with staff about COVID. You know, we've talked a number of times on these podcasts about the importance of checking in with staff one-on-one on a personal level or in small groups, as well as checking in with them uh, as a leader on a grander scale. But we thought today we would just discuss how to actually have those conversations because we say, okay, we'll have a check-in conversation, but we're not really all that explicit about what that actually means. So we thought that we would sort of unpack that a little bit today and talk about best practices for moving forward with that. Sue, do you have anything to share with us as far as basic rules about having that check-in with staff for yourself or for them? Yeah, absolutely, Katie. Thanks so much for uh, having me on again today and talking about this really, really important issue, but task that we're going to have to be doing as managers moving forward. Check-ins have always been really important to get a, a baseline of where our staff is at for reviews and things like that. But right now, it's so important to be checking in just to be finding out about, you know, where's their mental health at? Where are they at in terms of exhaustion, that sense of overwhelm during all of this? Because a lot of clinics are still open and busy. You know, our staff is coming to work, front lines, and still going home to their families. So it's really important to do these check-ins and make sure that everybody is doing all right. I guess in terms of tips or, or things about how to go about these check-ins, Katie, I think it's really important that whole self-awareness piece that we talk about in HR and coaching is, is having a real good idea about what's going on with me, what's going on with me, and really monitoring what we're feeling and what we have the capacity for at any given time or any given day. And I think that the number one thing, and, and I'm always stressing this with, with leaders, is if you don't care or if you don't want the answer to a question, don't ask it. Because if you ask someone how they're doing and you don't care or you don't listen to the answer, you're doing more damage to your relationship with that person than just not asking the question at all. So my first thing that I would say to people is if you don't have the capacity to hear the answer, then don't ask the question that day. Sure. And, and, and like you said, it's that day. It's not that, you know, we're not insinuating that leaders never care, but, you know, sometimes there might be um, something going on with you that prevents you from being your best self for your employees that day. And that's fine. We don't have to be perfect all the time and we're not expecting anybody else to be either. I think that's so important to recognize is that we're human beings too. And we have good days and not so good days. 
So if you're having a not so good day and it's on your list of to do's to check in with people, you're probably not going to be the most effective at it. So maybe you just need to push that to maybe tomorrow or the day after and do some things that might be just a little more administrative that are um, tactical ways to get to it. And you know what? Absolutely have compassion with yourself around the fact that you're not 100% or 90% or 80% able to do that in the day because we're all human beings and this is really strange days. Absolutely. I think, you know, we're definitely in uncharted waters and uh, you can't expect, you know, to really fully recover after one sleep. You know, if you've had a stressful day the day before and the next morning you're scheduled to do a bunch of check-in calls with your staff, be gentle with yourself or be empathetic with yourself. If you wake up in the morning, you're like, I am in such a fog, you know, I don't, I'm not sure I have it in me today to do this. I think, you know, having those realistic expectations for yourself Stress is a physical thing as well as a a mental thing, right? And you just might not be ready. Your physical systems might not be ready and you might be in a bit of a fog. So being able to, um, like you said, have that self-awareness to say today's not the day. Maybe need to do this at a different time. Even if it's a couple of days that you're not able to check in with people, I think that that's fine as well. You know, we have really big raw emotions right now. We need to give ourselves and give other people the leeway to kind of go slowly You know, especially now we're talking about things opening up again and restrictions being lifted. And it's still not really clear what that means for our practices and our people. You know, we need to go slow with what's happening and and expect that when, you know, restrictions are lifted and we can go pretty much back to normal, things are still not going to be the normal that we know from before. So I think there's that there's that element of, you know, moving forward. And you had a really good quote that we talked about before uh, we turn on the recorder here. Uh, Do you want to share that with everybody? Yeah, it's a quote from Socrates that uh, something from so long ago is so spot on right now. But Socrates stated, the secret of change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. That's, That's such a succinct thing to say. I mean, we're not we're not going back. There's not really much point in thinking about how things were. Things are going to be different. And there might be, they might be some semblance of, of the way they were before. And I expect, you know, that's how it's going to be, but it's going to be with some modifications. Yeah. Thinking about, okay, well, it might still be another month before we can open things up and do things like we're expecting to. And so we have a month to figure out how things are going to work. We have the immediate kind of COVID emergency and how we can continue operating under restriction. But then once the initial restrictions are lifted, we need to be planning now about what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And that's like a big task. And you know what it is, but I love the the idea of, you know what, let's let's stop struggling for what we had because what we had is done. And and what is the new reality for us coming, moving forward? And what's the new reality for us managing our people, our patients and our clients and and Mm -hmm. our, all of our energy and our team's energy on figuring that path out. Absolutely. And so, okay, so let's sort of shift back to what we were talking about as far as those check-ins. So let's say we're, we're on a day where we feel mentally ready we feel, you know, fresh enough to um, actually receive the information that we're going to get from staff. What's the best way for us to have these conversations? As an anecdote, I, I spoke to somebody yesterday who she'd been having these conversations, but she wasn't really sure what to say. She wasn't getting a lot of input from people. 
asking the right questions, obviously, is, uh, you know, how to get people to talk. Can you talk a bit about sort of the best way to ease yourself into those conversations? Yeah. So, you know, after you've monitored where you're at and you're in a good place to do this, it's really important to observe what other people are doing and how they're doing. So, you know, as you're watching the interactions in the clinic and how people are, how what their behavior is, then it's time to like say, okay, I, maybe I need to check in with Katie right now. Katie looks like she needs a check-in right now. And when you check in and, and I see to you, hey, Katie, how are you? That's not checking in. Checking in is, hey, Katie, how are you feeling today? And, and it's asking a connecting question like, how are you feeling today? With a tone of empathy. It's with that tone that says, I care. Not, hey, how you doing? And then getting right back to the business at hand. But, hey, Katie, I'm concerned about you and I'm talking to you. And I think it's important, um, you know, just to make sure that people understand the distinction between empathy and sympathy. Do you want to talk about that just a little bit, just in case anyone's not aware? Yeah, empathy is being with that person and understanding their discomfort and being with their discomfort. And that means you have to be okay with being with their uncomfortable feelings and emotions because it's going to bring up uncomfortable feelings and emotions for you. And just being there with them and not offering opportunities Mm -hmm. to fix it or solutions or to say, well, it could be worse. That's, well, it's it's not empathy. (laughs) But, and sympathy is, saying, yeah, I I feel really bad for you. And do you want to go grab a bite? Maybe you'll feel better. That sort of thing. It's it's just really, it's just kind of moving over the emotions instead of moving through the emotions with the person. And empathy is not an easy thing to do because we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's a, it's a tough place to be, you know, and we've talked about self-awareness a couple of times, but that's where this comes in is remembering that being being willing to be uncomfortable and being really willing to really listen. That means that we have to put our own emotion aside and we sort of have to say, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable for me. And I have to remember that I asked the question because I'm interested in them. I'm not interested in me. So I have to put aside my, my hangups or, you know, my trepidation about having this conversation and really listen and be open to whatever it is that they're going to say. And that can be really difficult. But right now, more than ever, it's so important not to skip over empathy mm-hmm. because it's difficult. In the long run, we we need to make sure these people are, are okay and that they're providing or able to provide the best service for our patients and our clients and our business. So just because it's hard doesn't Absolutely. mean we get to skip it. And here's my other thing. If you can't do it, if you don't have the capacity to do it, You've got to find someone on your team that does because it's a trust creator. It's a trust builder. And when you have empathy and you have trust, you have loyalty. That's a great, a great connection to make. I'm sure we've all had people that we've worked for who, you know, maybe are sort of window dressers. They ask how you are, but they don't really care. You know, they ask because they know that that's the thing that they should say or they're filling air. But, you know, if you ask them 10 minutes later what it is that you said, they wouldn't remember. They're not actually listening at a deep level. They're not listening to understand. They're just sort of listening to hear or to fill up space. When we talk about that, I mean, when you ask someone how they're feeling, that's level two Mm -hmm. listening right there. 
You've got to be present with that person and ask the question and then hold the space for them. Just pause and give them the space to answer how they're feeling. If they can't answer how they're feeling, you can say, you know, on a scale of one to 10, one being crappy and 10 being awesome, where do you fall on the scale today? And if that person says, you know, I'm kind of looking at a three, then you say, okay, thank you for sharing. Acknowledge that answer. Thank you for sharing where you're at with me. What can we do to get you to a four or five today? What do we need to do? Because that acknowledgement of them expressing to you and sharing with you where they're at is so very important. That's that trust piece. And when you brush over it, they're not going it's to going share. To do damage. That's right. You, it does more damage than not asking the question at all. As we kind of think towards opening and think about restrictions being lifted, you're going to want to think back to what uh, your staff were talking about and think about, okay, well, was there a theme that I heard, you know, people's fears about opening back up to the public? And that will help you as you're trying to formulate protocol and policy. What was the feedback that I got from the staff? Is there anything there that I can use going forward to make their lives less anxious? Because they, they've they been through this whole stressful thing. They've been showing up to work, you know, physically. They've been face-to-face with clients and all of this uncertainty. And then in veterinary medicine, There are some people who feel, and it's certainly likely, that there's going to be a huge explosion of demand once restrictions are lifted and once people are out and about more. So we're asking people to go from this very heightened stress mode into an even more heightened stress mode without much of a break in between. So remembering what people were saying they needed now is going to be really important when we move forward to that that next phase for sure. Yeah. If you're jotting down some of these things that you can remember them, and then really... um, as we move into the new norm, but really bringing your team on board for brainstorming around what do we need to do to support each other to make this better or to make the new norm easier to accept. Because we get to this point where we've accepted that this is what's going on and now we have a commitment to change. Like, so this is the change. And so as a group, what's our commitment to the change and and what can we brainstorm that's going to help support us get through it? Yeah, absolutely. And from a HR perspective, including people in the decision making and using their ideas and and really listening to what their expectations are and what their thoughts are. That's the way that you get them on board with the change or on board with the way things are going to be done going forward. Uh, Have them be part of the solution. I mean, they are there on the front lines more than you are. They understand what works and what doesn't. So it's really important for us to make sure that we're honoring what they're telling us and that we're listening. And, you know, this goes kind of, you know, in a twofold, you know, you just made me think about this, is that, you know, we're talking about having empathy with uh, as managers for our staff, but also remembering that as staff interacting face to face with the clients and the, the client is coming out of this, you know, lockdown, able to come out new norm and, and how desperately they want to interact with their veterinarian, the veterinary staff. I mean, so many clients love 
the clinic and love the feeling that they get when they're there. So making sure that our staff is able to be empathetic with those people and still be able to, and this sounds terrible, enforce the social distancing, but to be able to make sure they remind, gently remind the clients coming in about, you know, social distancing and, and policies and to be able to do that from a place of empathy and understanding. So, you know, it kind of goes uh, twofold and maybe we should be helping to teach our staff how to monitor their own emotions and to observe how, hey, how's that client coming in? How are they showing up? Right. Um, and how do I interact with them? Certainly. And I, and that really reminds me of also, I mean, you talked about the client coming in and being really excited to see the veterinary staff and being happy. Uh, but there's the flip side too, where, you know, maybe there was something that they wanted to bring their pet in for a month ago and they weren't able to because of restrictions. And now they're coming in and they're upset and the key thing for staff, and I mean, this goes back to, I remember when I worked as a receptionist at the equine vet clinic is people are 99.9% of the time, they're not upset with you. They're upset with their situation or they're upset with something that happened that you don't even know about. And I think that's a really key thing for people to remember. You know, I was on social media yesterday and there's a discussion between some of my online friends about how. They were treated so rudely at the grocery store by the staff who were, you know, directing them and, and, you know, how people, they were saying that, well, how are we supposed to keep track of all the rules at all the different stores and they don't need to be rude to us. And, you know, thinking about, well, what's their reality been like for the last two months? You know, you have people come in who are very respectful of the rules and very thankful. You have others that come in and are disrespectful and rude and, you know, think that it's all uh, overblown and why would I wear a mask and why do I have to social distance? So when you're trying to be nice and you go in and somebody is short with you, I just think, what was the last person like? Think about the range of personality that this person has had to deal with for the last two months. And this is absolutely not about me. Honestly, it's the same feeling that I would get pre-COVID when I would do traveling for business. Every airport, every security line has different rules. And there's not really any point in getting mad at the security people. It's not their fault. You know, they're just doing the best they can with the directions they were given. So it's like, okay, you want me to take my shoes off? That's fine. You want me to open my suitcase? That's fine. You don't want me to do it this this time? That's fine. You know, just letting it sort of flow off your back and not taking it personally just takes up so much less mental energy and emotional energy. It's that emotional energy burn and just saying to yourself, how much of myself am I going to invest in this feeling right now? And, and you know, the constant, the constant verbiage or line in my house with my family is that this is a judgment-free zone and we do not get to judge how other people mm-hmm. COVID. So the neighbors uh, or us happen to have a bunch of wine bottles in their <laughs> recycling bin don't get to judge how they're dealing, right? All honesty, I had a not very nice moment on Saturday and my whole family, you know, pre-Mother's Day, got the pre-Mother's Day, you don't appreciate me meltdown. (laughs) And you know what? I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Um, I miss my parents. I miss my mom. I miss my sister. And they just said, you know, mom, we don't get to judge. It's okay. You had a moment. And I just love that they had the capacity and the empathy to be with me in that moment when I was being less than a best version of myself and say, you know what, you you get to have these moments, you get to be okay. And I know that 
we have clients that show up that way. And, and I think that when you can remember your less than best moments, you have a whole lot more empathy for their less than best moments. We're not all perfect all the time. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Especially when, if you're going to be brainstorming at, uh, at work with about how, you know, how we're going to uh, consider how we're going to be there for each other, moving through this and moving forward, that having judgment-free zones in, in the workplace, creating a safe, psychologically safe work environment in the clinics where you don't get to judge when someone's having that Absolutely. rough day. You don't get to say, really, it's not that much harder than it was before because like I said, everybody's going home with and dealing with different realities on top of working. And just like that grocery store person or the person at the bank that has to interact with people and their finances and they're freaking out. And there's so many stories that we can lean into right now that are negative, but it's so important to just lean into the positive ones and to try and really keep um, coming to work the place that we want to be. Absolutely. You know, and you reminded me there about, you know, not making assumptions based on your experience, but asking questions. So you understand somebody else's experience. I think that that's, you know, that honestly, that to me, that's the key of human resources in general, <laughs> never mind during this time. But you know, that that assumption and assuming that everybody has the same mindset as you or that you're right, and they're wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's such a, a negative spiral to be in. Uh, and it's so much more positive to be able to have a conversation and, and really listen to understand and instead of listening to just sort of respond and, and win the conversation. So yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Curiosity is key. Absolutely. This has been a really great conversation, Sue. I think that uh, hopefully we've given some people some ideas on how to have conversations with their staff and, and the best mindset to go into those conversations with or you know, the best time to sort of save it for another day or save it for the afternoon or, or whatever the case may be. So thank you so much for your time, Sue. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for having me. I so enjoyed it. And key takeaway for everyone is just remember that empathy is really the theme of COVID-19. Absolutely. Thank you, Sue. Be well. Thanks, Katie. At Oculus Insights, we care a lot about animals, but we also care about the health of the veterinary profession. Our goal is to support veterinary businesses around the world by helping you clear your path to success.